Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. This is Sean Connery for Doolsticks.com podcast. I want to ask you something. Are you greasing yourself up for tonight's episode? Are you getting extra sexy for me? I want to hear you scream over the internet. What? What was wrong with that tick? Hi. Sean Connery again. Doolsticks.com podcast. I want to touch you in the fanny. Now see here, you bunch of amateurs. Stop censoring my art. Or I'll touch your mothers. Alright, so if he comes in again, we're just going to shut it down and do it tomorrow or something. Yeah, absolutely. You left the door unlocked, you bunch of... Alright, Connor, Dual Sticks Podcast, listen. You left the window open, Nancy. <laughs> Son of a... Video Game World, and welcome to the Dual Sticks Podcast. We are on episode six here. I am Aaron, or uh, otherwise known as GamerJunkie4413 on Xbox Live. I am joined by Trenton. That's me. That's this guy. Yeah, I'm pointing at me if you didn't notice. <laughs> and uh, I go by Willie Efferbottom on the Xbox Online Live. And there is also Connor. This guy, he's got two thumbs and a whole lot of sexy. Didn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> Neither does my uh, Xbox Live name, Cancerous. Well, that makes a lot of sense. It's K-Answerous. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So Do you want to talk about your name? Because Xbox censored your name. The, no, they, they censored it the first time around. It was it was Willie Fisterbottom. And then they're like, whoa, that's too graphic. And I changed it to Willie Efferbottom. They're like, that's acceptable. We'll allow that. And it's like, as long as you do a normal effing with her bottom and not any sort of extremes. It's like, oh, I get it. Okay. Whatever works for exactly. you. <laughs> well, we are here uh, doing the sixth episode, and we are going to uh, press the start key now. So uh, we are uh, going to talk about what we've been playing. Um, who went first last week? Connor? Yeah, kind of did, yeah. Counter. Okay, well then, Trent, what have you been playing? Me? I feel so blessed. <laughs> um, I've been playing uh, some games. Games, alright. How can you know. explain these know. games? I've never heard of these. Go games. Dive deeper into these games. A <laughs> uh, uh, little uh, Call of Duty. I got in on some of okay. that, that double XP weekend that they had. Oh, okay, alright. I, I couldn't did get on. Did you know they were having that? Yeah, well, and, you don't uh, pay attention. Nuketown 24-7. I missed, I don't know how to get on that, or I did know how to get on that. It's so under I was the games. I went under there, I didn't see anything. Like for Team Deathmatch or, you know, Demolitions, it's all the way at the bottom. Yeah, I would have loved to have done that. I, well, I was let known about it like Saturday. Oh, okay. So I was kind of upset about that. But uh, yeah, so Call of Duty, doing that up. Uh, another game that you just watched me play. Yes. <laughs> yes. Try not to fart. <laughs> uh, that was uh, it's an indie the worst game. five minutes of my life. <laughs> uh, it wasn't even five minutes. It was still kind of fun. And of course, the king has returned, Duke Nukem. I've been playing a little bit of Duke Nukem. Who is this Duke Nukem you speak of? I know. Does he nuke them as well as Duke them? Uh, yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, I mean, if you listener viewers out there go to like any like review sites and they're like, oh, it's not blah, blah, blah. Ruin my childhood, this, that, and the other. Rape my mother. It's not that bad. <laughs> oh, my God. It's it actually, will rape your mother. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> it's, it's pretty offensive. It's, yeah, it is. But it is awesome. He's hilarious. I mean, the mechanics are kind of clunky a little bit, but, hey, it's an awesome game. 
and I enjoy it. What about you, Ken? We were, I like all the uh, stuff you can do. You know, like bench press, shoot yeah. hoops, play pool. Look at yourself in the mirror. Do, yeah, take a piss, pee, my bad. <laughs> take a whizzinator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Time to put this big fellow away. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, Aaron, we did go to the midnight We went to the midnight lunch. Trent knew what I was going to say there. Um, <laughs> and it was kind of cool. Uh, they set up a TV in the window and allowed us to play before midnight, which was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, so I haven't actually, <laughs> of course, I know. epic fail, haven't opened my copy yet uh, <laughs> that I got. But, uh, hey, I did some wheeling and dealing, which we'll talk about a little later. Um, but, maybe, uh, uh, maybe we should put that picture you took up on the site. What's that? Of me and the Duke. Oh, yeah, we should. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, right. We'll get a nice picture of... Uh, Trenton uh, with some long hair yeah. trying to lick Duke. Looking <laughs> sexy. <laughs> and we, we do want to put in a little disclaimer. We're really sorry that the opening took so freaking long. But Sean Connery, we thought we were getting this like special guest star to do our opening. That guy is a freaking fruit. He anyway. was in Dragonheart. So <laughs> he kept saying that. <laughs> yeah. He yelled that violently when I was in the toilet. Exactly. <laughs> I was a dragon heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, I hope you guys like that because uh, we won't be having him back to do another <laughs> opening. Uh, but anyway, back to Duke. You know, one thing I was kind of saying about the fact that you said Duke was kind of clunky. Mm-hmm. Notice that a little bit as other people were playing it at the midnight launch. I didn't actually play it myself, but oh, I watched so. a lot of it. Um, but. Uh, the one thing I noticed too is that, like Connor was saying, all the things you interact with in the game, and I think like some of these reviews are taking that for granted. Mm. Like they're talking about the graphics being dated and the textures not being the best. That There's, bad though. I didn't think it was that bad, but I mean, they're also not, they're not shocking. No, they're not Skyrim. Right, they're not <laughs> Connor. Yeah. They're not Battlefield <laughs> Three or anything like that. Yeah. I was, I'm not even looking for that. I'm no. Even, and Not a Duke Nukem game. I'm just looking for it to be funny and to just be like a shooter. It's a crazy over-the-top shooter. Yeah. Exactly. But see, the thing is, is there's so many different things in the game you interact with or you can interact with that I think it has to take away from the graphics and the smoothness of the frame rate a little bit because they have to do so much to make those things interactable. I, think I mean, the, I think the frame rate's kind of smooth when they. Flying all up in the air and stuff, and I know as much stuff is going on. Oh well, of course. Well, yeah. Just a critique over here. Oh, okay. Play, get ten minutes of a game. <laughs> got something to say about it. I was looking at the case, and I thought, <laughs> you know <laughs> what? I don't like this golden gun. Oh, uh, I hate my life. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I mean. If you're a Duke Nukem fan, Trenton, do you recommend people get it? I mean, realistically. Absolutely. If you're a Duke Nukem fan. You don't have to be a Duke Nukem fan. If you're a nudity, swearing, and funny things being said fan. It's it's the essence of a game. There's nudity, there's aliens, there's guns, there's catchphrases and stuff like that. Trenton's daily life. I know. Pretty much, right? Beard steroids. You kick indoors, start killing aliens, and you touch some boob walls. Exactly. There, awesome. there. Spoiler alert: There is a wall of boobs that you get to slap it's around. Really a spoiler. As soon as you, as soon as I uh, got into the game, it did that first loading screen, which the loading screens are pretty long. They yeah, are. the load screens are really long. But again, all those interactive 
yeah. features really cause that stuff. Yeah, because, but they come in every like ten minutes or so. Yeah, but people don't realize what all goes into making those things. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Anyway, on the load screens, it said uh, <laughs> you can slap our boob wall because girls apparently don't like that or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> boob wall. Can't wait to see that. <laughs> and there's boob wall. So, yeah, Trent continue. and Connor, you guys have played a little bit more um, than I have, obviously. <laughs> but uh, how? bad is it because there was a women's activist group that was actually trying to get this ban this I, game banned actually... from walmart and uh they were having petitions signed they didn't actually get it done because walmart still sold the game but they had to have been somewhat close because there was a lot of well the first up about this game. you see is in the total darkness and you have to look upwards in like the second uh, chapter or whatever i don't know what it what? Well, like, if you watch the uh, the opening credit screen, there's boobs in that. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I, I wanted to get right to the action. Oh, okay, so yeah, but uh, but then there's that one level, right? Where, you know, yeah, there's just nudity and babies being made all over the place. But, exactly, uh, and raunchy posters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I oh, think man. that's bad. It's You're not, welcome. I don't think that. it's. A, uh, it could be offensive to women. I don't know. I'm not a woman. What, what was it? Tampon Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great. <laughs> but I mean, how, I mean, is it bad enough that it should be banned? I mean, I is know. it bad, is it worse than any other game humor, money? If, if you have a sense of humor, then it should be fine. But if you're, you know, totally lost to the world, you shouldn't be playing video so games. In it's, other words, gamers right, should yeah. find this funny. Exactly. It's, it's not like those like uh, computer-made games. Like, there's a J- Japanese game that's just, it's called Rape. Where you sit at a bus stop and either you rape the girl or you get on the bus and that's all there is. I mean, that kind of game yeah. is just like. Well, how do you offensive. know about this game? No, I don't care. Don't never even mind. question never it. Never mind. I heard it on the internet. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I, By heard, I mean played. I have played and it. I, I, I <laughs> oh my no, god! No, 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 no! I got off the bus and I was like, I was like, this is stupid because I kept getting on the bus and nothing happened until so you go over to the girl and you just like violently rape her and you're just like, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's just uncalled so for. I know. I, I I draw a fence from this, sir. I bid you good day. And I t- my hat and walk away from my laptop. But, uh, yeah, there's that going... And there's, like, there's other games that were made for, like, the Nintendo that are just terrible. But, I mean, as far as, like, today's games, is it... Is it... Like the worst game on the on the market today, no, would you say? Witcher Two is a lot worse. Was it? Uh, All right, we'll get to your Witcher well, Two. No, no, I don't okay. think a lot worse. They're probably neck and neck because okay. he he banged them. They, the titties weren't just being shown. He, he was oh banging God. them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he did have sexual relations with them. I mean, exactly, and you you had to bribe women to have sex with you. <laughs> exactly. Duke does not have no, to do exactly. That. He works at a place called Titty City, so. <laughs> You have, you have to go on a mission to find a condom, a vibrator, and a popcorn. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna move on from this game. No, what I else? will not be silenced. About well, it. I, I like I like the uh, how you can draw and stuff too. That was kind of cool. That was cool. We seen that. Yeah, uh, we'll leave it at that, <laughs> guys. Okay, Trent. We Interaction need to talk awesome. about the midnight watch. Oh, hold on, one more thing. Apparently, you can pick up a turd. Yeah, you can. And the, <laughs> and it says on the loading screen, there's like uh, picking up a turd doesn't lower your ego, even though we wanted it to. <laughs> I, I just like when he picks up, he's just like, a turd in the hands were two in the bush. And you're just slinging at people. And just like, oh. oh my goodness. This uh, game is over the top. Anyway, anyway. Let's move on. If you guys want to figure out the rest, go play it. 
Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Uh, Connor, you said you finished Witcher 2. I did finish Witcher 2 once. Apparently there's uh, 15 or so endings or 16 or something. My theory is at the end, you talk to the guy you've been chasing, and there's a whole list of dialogue you can go through, and I think from the actions that you did before, it changes that, and I think that's what they mean by ending, but I don't know yet. I only finished it once. You said you're going to wait for it to but, come out on console. Yeah, and... definitely, because... Um, yeah, because we oh, kind of talked about that, and then oh, like the next guy. day, they yeah. talked <laughs> about the fact it was coming out yeah, on console. Exactly. Someone's listening. Yeah. But anyway... Uh, here's your birdie. <laughs> uh, it was kind of cool. Like, it... Um, a lot of decisions did affect the game, uh, substantially. So, I am interested to play it, but I can wait till it comes out on console. Yeah, I think the one of the most interesting things will be, do they, are they gonna have to tone down the number of endings? Because, from what I heard, at E3, the game is just as gorgeous on the Xbox 360 as it is on the PS, or, I'm sorry, the PC. So, the question is, what do they have to take out to make it fit? I don't think they have to take out that much. I mean, uh, from the that Heavy Rain perspective, how many endings are that? Eight? Yeah, but a Blu-ray disc. I, Again, um, still, but I, I mean, think what may make people mad is there are certain keys to insta-jump you to like your stats, your journal, your map or something. But there is a key. It's the Meditate key. You hold the key, and you can cycle through all of those. And I think that's what they're going to put on the Xbox, because you can cycle through whatever you want. You know what I mean? Okay. So I think, I don't know, people may get disappointed at that, but... eh. So the question is always, when it comes from going from PC to console, basically they call the console version the dumbed-down version, because it never has as much content. Um, Connor... From the amount of content you saw on the PC, can do you think a regular DVD can yeah, hold totally. all that stuff? I mean, if, I don't. I mean, compare, I, I don't is it compare. one disc for the PC? There's two discs because of the installation. But it well, see, and that's again, it installs itself, so that takes up some of the stuff. It's only a file versus actually the entire content. Well, I'm, I'm, I didn't want to compare it to Skyrim, but if there's over three hundred hours of gameplay in you know Skyrim, I'm pretty sure they could fit. I don't know, because... I'm really interested to see Skyrim, though, and what they do, because I just... My mind is just, like, I don't I don't understand well, how they do Perpetual this. motion makes more sense than this. <laughs> yeah. was, uh, was, did you do a lot of side quests in Witcher 2, or was uh, there not a lot to choose from? Well, well there were a lot of... Uh, for, per chapter, there was maybe ten side quests, but there were a lot of phases for each, uh, each side quest. So, I... Say I got a contract off a of bounty board or whatever. It was like kill uh, a certain amount of these creatures. I go kill these creatures, and then I would have to do something else. I would have to go to talk to somebody about that, which would probably lead me to another one. You know, so it kind of had the example. same setup as like Dragon Age or yeah, a lot of people c- uh, compare it to that. But honestly, I don't know. There was conversation. There was elves and dwarves mm-hmm. and magic. That's... Pretty much every game ever. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it had a different spin on. It did, yeah. You were a monster hunter. Yeah. Everybody hated. And it looked fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it does look fantastic. It does. It was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Getting shakshay. And the fighting was awesome. The the arm wrestling is awesome. Just a great game, huh? Yeah, it's just an awesome game. Like, I didn't see anything wrong with it. 
Let me Before think. we sit here for an hour while Connor lists <laughs> off everything that was fantastic about yeah, this game. To, fight to sum it up, it was great. Exactly, <laughs> and every little decision mattered. Like, seriously, it's it kind of ridiculous. Very Heavy Rain-esque there. Um, well, it was a little more RPG-ish. Well, yeah, but I mean, the every decision yeah. matters, which is really cool. I love it when games do that because it really makes it seem like you're doing everything for a reason. Yeah, I hate it when games leave it to where... You're, you're building up to this, and then at the end you're like, what? why did I do this? Why did I do this? It makes no sense. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, <laughs> so speaking of games, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? I have been playing a little bit of Alice Madness Returns. And how's that going? Um, it's going fantastic. The game, much like Duke Nukem, kind of got bashed. Um one of IGN's reviews, their little uh, subtitle said, a spectacular look through a flawed looking glass. So it was Ouch. like it was like one of those like it has good points and bad points. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this earlier. I noticed a little bit of the graphical flaw in the game because it's like it tries to be cell shaded, but and then on the other hand, it doesn't. Jesus. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> so, uh, turns out we didn't buy that vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah, it definitely was interesting. I know. So, uh, we're nothing. recording at Trenton and Connor's house, and he just had these two people try and come and sell him a uh, Kirby. A $2,000 vacuum, and they tried to cut it down to a thousand. Yeah. They try to pawn this vacuum off on us. Just, you know, and then the manager comes in with. <laughs> Tattered rags. Ugh, I need to sell this vacuum, baby. His pocket was falling off of his shirt. <laughs> it was ridiculous. He tried to pick up his phone. He was throwing it. So yeah. tell him how this all got started, first of all. <laughs> I thought she was just slinging free goods for no yeah, exactly. reason. And she's like, I have uh, paper towels and these wiping rags. And it's like, sweet, I need to And then she's like, I need to do a demonstration. I was like, of the stuff you just handed me? That's, That's what I was thinking. I, and then she... Wheels out this vacuum, like, what the f-? <laughs> All right, bring it in. Then she wrapped it up after about a half hour. Then her manager so, came in, just yeah. completely coked out on something yeah. or something. Aaron totally left us in the trenches, <laughs> I know, right? taking grenades. He sees us come in, he dives into my room. Last action hero stuff. Like, We're about to like, give her his phone. <laughs> exactly. He left his phone. Very bad mistake. <laughs> exactly. I was sitting there in the bedroom, and I went... I was checked because I heard her, and then I heard him coming, and I reached for my pockets. I went, oh, shit. <laughs> I left my phone out there. And so gone. were you in Trent's room trying not to laugh your ass off? Yeah, it pretty much the whole time. <laughs> I just, she said she was coming in, and I darted from the <laughs> around the corner. I was sitting on the computer for a half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so this uh, has nothing to do with the podcast. No, but that well, was totally no, It does. The guy came in and said uh, he was a gamer, even though he clearly wasn't. It was awesome. <laughs> Trent and Connor told him that all they play on is the Nintendo Wii, and he was like, dude, I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah. He's talking about his PlayStation 3. Like, wow. No, them PlayStations 3. Oh, yeah, them PlayStation 3s, man. I'm a game. I've been a gamer for 19 years. Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can't, oh. afford, you can't afford a nice shirt. How can you? Oh it? my goodness! So okay. uh, that was that was a very interesting uh, way to interrupt the podcast. It was. I, Dylan came in but first, and we cut yeah. that. But then the doorbell rang again. We're like, "What the?" Dylan Dylan vacuum cleaner salesman. Dylan being their other brother oh, yeah, that's, that's uh, from the same mother. Yeah. Hey. Callbacks. Uh, exactly. <laughs> All right, so, cell shading. Yes, we're talking <laughs> about Alice Madness right, right, while yeah. people are trying to vacuum their furniture. So it's how disgusting we are. Right, <laughs> but anyway, so Alice Madness returns. I hope they're not listening to this. They, they will. <laughs> He's a gamer, so. <laughs> Wait a minute, I was on dual stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, Alice Madness returns uh, the cell shading. <laughs> You can tell it wanted to be... We're going to have to kick Connor out of here. <laughs> well, it's hard, dude. I didn't think we were going to talk about the vacuum cleaner set. <laughs> but wow. anyway, 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 so the game looks a little rough in the cutscenes, but it's it's supposed to be. I did see that uh, picture on the uh, magazine where it looked like the colors ran. But... Actually, so I was looking at that because I was specifically looking for one of those enemies, and that's actually one of the main enemies you face early on, um, and you face a lot of them. They come from a black goo that runs while they're moving. No, so, well, that would explain. Yeah, it explains <laughs> why the color runs, and so I was kind of capping on it for being you know, a, a poorly done... Uh, texture, but it really wasn't. It was a texture in motion, so it was supposed to look like So that. it's kind of got like that epic Mickey thing, where it's, you, colors run. It's got a... It's really the rated R version of Tim Burton's film, ah. is what I really compare it to. If, hold on, I'm sorry. I gotta take it back to the vacuum movie. Oh, <laughs> no. Jesus. No, when he vacuumed out the couch, then he left the dust there. I was sitting right next to it, and I was inhaling it. <laughs> now I think I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> And like, check that out. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's hard to breathe now. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the room's anyway. spinning. It's going black. Jeez. Anyway, <laughs> well, so it's a rated R version of Tim Burton's movie. It it really is Tim Burton's movie, and you know, I mean, it's gory. It's very gory. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different things about the game. So like, one of the first characters you encounter, and the story is totally different too. Mm. Than the traditional Alice in Wonderland, but one of the first external characters you come in contact with is Cheshire the Cat, and uh, he looks totally different. Yeah. He's not a fat cat. He's extremely slender. He's taller than you are. Of course, he has the big grin and everything, but he's even wearing an earring, and uh, he's very like bony almost. Like he doesn't look real, but it it's a. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. A lot of outlets gave it a very average rating. I I think so far it's very, very unfair. Um, and I think also with what they did with including the online pass via EA and allowing you to download a copy of the original Alice, and of course all of these, both of these games are done by um, uh, American McGee. I uh, thought the first one was American McGee and this one was somebody else. Nope, this is actually American McGee's vision. Okay, I thought I thought the first one was, and then they kind of fed off that. Because you meet yeah. characters from the first one and this one, but their roles have changed, like or whatever. It's but right. it's actually all like American McGee's world. Oh, okay. I mean, this is all like his brain at work. So, I see. But it, it's just a really interesting story. It's a totally different take. 
And it's really freaking cool. I like it a lot. So, like, the sword at, uh, in Alice in Wonderland that kills the Kraken mm-hmm. is actually replaced by a, like, a chef's knife uh, in this game. And that's The made... Jabberwocky, you mean? Or Jabberwocky. What did I say? The Kraken. No, he said, like, Kraken. Kraken, yeah. Kraken. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> you're just talking out of your mouth. You're, like, you're like Clash the of the Titans and, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I have no idea. <laughs> Is the Kraken from? You're Dude, just I don't even know what the hell you're like, right, right on, Kraken. This, this yeah, dust is getting to us. That's what I'm telling you. Dude. Should have spent the three G's on the vacuum. <laughs> so we could show each other. I like, have hey, no idea. I just had a Connor moment there. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. But, um, you can get it. <laughs> anyway, um, so the Jabberwocky, sorry. It was replaced by a, a chef's knife, and that's your main weapon. And then there's also, like, flying pig snouts, and you have to pump them full of pepper from a peppercorn mill. It's just all sorts of weird stuff, but it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. I like it a lot so far. So um, <clears throat> definitely a game I'd recommend at least giving a rent uh, mm-hmm. at the very least. So right. um, Aside from that, that uh, I did try out the Connect Me thing on oh, the Connect. Yeah that they launched at E3, it's a waste of time to sum it up, so don't even do it, guys. Yeah. Just ignore that stupid POS. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, aside from that, I watched uh, one of my most favorite movies again the other day, and uh, that was Pool Hall Junkies. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I zoned in and out, I can't really... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I just had a Connor movie. <laughs> So, uh, what, what's this movie about? Pool halls? Uh, basically, it's about a kid who grew up being very good at pool, didn't really have a mom and dad, um, and was basically raised by this hustler. Mm. And so he uses him to hustle other people for money. And uh, it's just a fantastic... Oh, uh, <laughs> You're lucky you're not viewers at home. <laughs> anyway. Um, you got a webcam. <laughs> anyway, it it uh it basically follows him and how he gets revenge on the guy, and then basically tries to work his way back up to that point. Mm. And basically, he's just a pool hustler. It's just a it's one of those movies that's just that swinger type movie. It's just cool. Mm. It, it's just one of those movies that you you sit down and watch and you're like, God, that was an awesome hour and 30 minutes of my life. <laughs> Good you know, job, me. Good job, awesome. me, for picking that How movie. How long was uh, Paul? Because I was an awesome, also an awesome. Yeah, me and Connor watched yeah. Paul and uh, it's awesome. It's hilarious. It is. Connor's trying to rub that in my face. Well, should we, uh, well I, I just mainly was going to ask, should we tell him how we watched it? Or no. should we keep that to ourselves? Yeah, we should probably keep that to ourselves. Okay. What? Forget you heard anything. Thanks. We'll tell you later. <laughs> I already know how you guys watched it, but why are you keeping it from the people? The okay. supporters? Fine. We went to Beetle.com and downloaded the HD thing. Yeah, it wasn't really like a program. It was just something to help your computer right. view. It's, a, it's like Silverlight. Yeah. Than yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you, uh, we watched it on there. It was good. Yeah, and it's awesome. It's cool. You can watch. <laughs> I, uh, when the new uh, Futurama comes out, I may have to watch that on my computer. <laughs> Tell people about Vito because, you know what? The more support it gets, the longer it'll keep it running. It's so, or, or we're all going to jail. Or we're yeah. all going to jail, <laughs> one of the two. But exactly. Vito is a very cool uh, website. It allows people to stream their own channels, channels basically. Yeah. And, and uh, when... Uh, 
True Blood comes on, I'm going to be watching it on there because we don't have HBO. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very cool. That. We only have basic. Yeah, we have limited basic, which is like eight channels of uh, religion and shopping network. And then I think... Maybe Access Jeopardy. Vision. Access Vision. Yeah, we got like three channels of Access Vision. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Anyway, anyway, less about our depressing lives, more about the video games. Right? Video games, yeah. right, guys? Uh, virtual reality. So, anyway, uh, Paul was good. You guys liked it. I definitely want to check it out. Um, you can even watch it with your kids. Um, it's not that bad. It's not, not that bad. so much. There's like no nude. Well, it's alien ass and, <laughs> and swearing. Yeah, probably. But that, that's sw- not too much. The girl doesn't know how to swear, so she says like. The fart duck or something yeah. like that. Fart titties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a sweet movie. Oh wait, you shouldn't watch it. Never mind. I forgot your wife is your wife. So <laughs> Oh she, what the hell, God, I know, but she didn't like Bill Burr, so No, uh, she didn't it's not in like her Bill it's Burr. in her defense. So oh, you're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but watch it alone. Alright. Put on your headphones. In the dark. Exactly. In the dark. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> like Get Sean Connor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in there, Aaron? Watching a movie. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, that was another weird thing. He was actually greasing himself up. So... You're welcome. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, this podcast <laughs> here is, is going to... People are just going to show What are we yeah, talking about anyway? This is a mess. <laughs> anyway. Video games. That's right. That's, but, uh, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, let's go back to video games. So I think we're done with <laughs> yeah. this dark now. <laughs> So we're going to stop here, uh, but next we're moving on to the main screen where we are going to talk about Gamer Economy. Welcome to the main screen, baby. Alright guys, we are back here, Dual Sticks Podcast number six. This podcast sucks. <laughs> it's the greatest and worst thing ever. It really is. We're like so spent right now. <laughs> it's taking us. It's taking us literally three hours to get a half hour done. Exactly. <laughs> so much stuff has happened. This is ridiculous. And it turns out we didn't buy those magical drugs. Yeah, no. It turns out the third time around we didn't buy those drugs either. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So uh, anyway. Anyway. Can we just screen. do the podcast, please? Yeah. Yes. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, you should go lock that door. Yeah, do that. (laughs) Jesus. Anyway, um, for the main screen today, uh, we're talking gamer economy. So, uh, we're talking about gamers and the economy without going too political on you guys. We're talking about the fact that we just have had some recent uh, news reports that there could be a... uh, could be a perfect storm brewing with the economy. We could see another drastic tank after uh, uh, unemployment rates have uh, not too better. political or anything. <laughs> right, not too political. Um, <laughs> unemployment rates have gotten better um, and all that good stuff, and uh, it definitely affects us as gamers, um, and it also affects uh, the companies that make these games. Um, but Gamer economy, we're talking about how we afford to be gamers right now. Um, there's many, many different avenues from trading uh, in games to selling games. If you're a collector, how do you game in today's economy? Um, just a whole bunch of questions 
that we're going to try and raise and then also maybe give you guys some other ideas that maybe you haven't thought of as far as picking up some games for inexpensive. Um, so you get to play more of the new stuff. Um, you know, I think uh, a lot of people are pretty confused by the fact that I pay very little for my games. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But Trent, nah. how do you afford to be a gamer? Uh, me personally, trading in games. You know, getting those deals to where you can trade in the game and get maybe 10% more. Or in the case of uh, there was a GameStop deal recently that was yep. 50% on top of what they usually pay. Which, I mean, you know, is what it is. But it's still something towards the gaming right there. I mean, usually, like back in the day, the good old days, you could <laughs> do... good old days. Right, you could pick up like three games, three brand new games for a reasonable price. You oh, know, yeah. Forever. 30 bucks a piece, exactly. you know? But yeah. Now it's... The, the games have become more expensive because they're better, but, you know, now you have to kind of pick and choose. You know, you you can't hit get those sleeper titles you want. You only go for like the big names you want. And I, I, I think that's kind of... Kind of hurting, but you know, what well, can you do? When you look at when you look at how much it takes a company now to make a AAA title, I mean, they have sometimes as big of a budget as movies right. to make a game, so they have to charge sixty bucks a pop. Because let's face it, not everybody's a gamer, and not everybody enjoys that type of game like they do going to a movie or something like that. So. Uh, it makes sense as to why games cost more because the hardware, the technology, all that stuff costs more nowadays. But at the same time, we as gamers, and especially the average gamer, now I'm not talking about the person that makes like 250 grand a year that can go out and buy whatever system or game they want whenever they want. We're talking about like the average Joe, us, us guys, yeah, that uh, can't afford you know those top-notch games every single week. Because, well, we have other obligations. Well, I, I buy games differently than you guys. I don't really trade. I just sort of take a hit sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's only for games I feel that are worth it. So Skyrim. you're a selective buyer. Like Skyrim. I yep. definitely took a hit early on. As soon as they announced the title, I, I had 60 bucks. I went, bam, here it is. I don't want to hear anything of it. <laughs> you know, other than, <laughs> other you know, than when it's released. Exactly. <laughs> then, uh, yeah, I just take a hit, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, we all have different ways we buy our games. Because you, you have quite the collection. Uh, well, well, I mean, it's my bigger collection. Than mine. <laughs> my collection changes very frequently. <laughs> Trent will <laughs> tell you, and any of my other friends, they all make fun of me because of the rate that I get rid of a game. And even you guys have poked fun at me in the past <laughs> on other podcasts about the fact that I, I sometimes I won't even open a game and I'll have it gone. Right, exactly. I have uh, seven or eight games. Like there, and those are the t those titles stay there. Right, and I like to expand on them. I'm uh, the kind of guy who likes to show off what he has. You know what I mean? Yeah. But <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I have one game, and then I downloaded uh, Call of Duty, so that's on my system. But so Trenton, you are a one to three game kind of guy, right? Usually, yeah. So me, on the other hand, my my collection can fluctuate anywhere from like two games. Anywhere to, I've had as many as like 16 games at one time, which it's just, for me, I'm a very, very opportunistic buyer. So I nab things when they're cheap, and I trade stuff when the value's high. Mm -hmm. So 
makes a lot of sense as to why I sometimes only play a game once before I part with it because the value is going to drop and I know it. So I'm all about buying stuff and being able to play it. And also as somebody that doesn't have the most time in the world to play games, I have to select those games and when I'm going to sell them very quickly. So um, I'm much like you, Trenton. I trade games a lot, um, but I do it through a ton of different avenues. And I also look for a lot of different deals when it comes to games. So I trade at GameStop sometimes. I, I trade more than I probably would want to there just because the value is lower. So, um, and that's what a lot of gamers voice about is the fact that places like GameStop for gamers actually make it more difficult for us to get those newer games because we go out and we drop 60 bucks on a game. We could trade it in the next day. And probably the most we're going to get from it from GameStop is 30 bucks. Mm. Other than when they're doing things like in-store credit. In-store credit. That's just store credit. They're going to take away an additional, I think, 20% if you take cash. So you're down to $24 for the game that you just paid 60 for. Right. Um, But on the other hand, you know, they have their deals like the 50% bonus credit. Did I finish L.A. Noir? Nope. I didn't. But I traded it in. And I got 42 bucks for that game. So that made it worth it to well, me. Well, because it was 16. a game that was in high demand, right? Well, it was high demand. It was worth $28. But still, it was like I chose when to trade it in mm-hmm. because the value is high. So I got 14 extra bucks because of that. Actually, I want to say I got 44 because of the um, 10% extra. Right, right. So I got a lot of money for it, which was good. Mm-hmm. And I pick and choose those times. So... As a gamer that has limited funds and doesn't keep a collection, I'm just like trying I trade. But Connor, on the other hand, is more a selective buyer. And uh, everyone's different with the way they do it, but there's a lot of deals out there, too. Well, so, like, for I, instance... I like to play older games. Like, again, Knights of the Old Republic, I can't wait to play that again. And that's not really... really too expensive, and that's like at least 40 hours of gameplay, and I love that game, and I can't get enough of it, so... Plus, you you want to pick it up for the PC, which, like, nobody trades. Well, and, and actually looking on Amazon the other day for Connor, mm-hmm. the actually the value of that game was actually kind of high for a game that old. It was No, like, the first game, it was a really good game. The story was awesome, and everything about it was sweet. And then the second game is only like 15 bucks. Well, and for the PC, even that game still being, like, Eighteen dollars—that's kind of high, mm. you know. Well, because it's a really good game. The second one, but even the second one was like still eighteen that's still, bucks. That's still a good game too. Was that console Great. or PC? That was PC, well, which yeah. makes it even a little more surprising. But so, so Connor, you don't mind picking up the older games nope. and and waiting to play a game. It uh, doesn't I have can... to be when it first comes out, correct? Uh, as long as I'm playing something. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, but me on the other hand, I think Trent, you're much the same way. I like to play the new stuff when it first comes out. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like. I can't wait to hit up on some Rage or Trenton got Duke Nukem. Pretty much when Trent gets some of those games, and I just take it from oh, him when he's at work. You're a moocher <laughs> yeah, Why would I buy Duke Nukem if he has it sitting right there? I know, yeah, and that's the benefit. So, like, you guys are both opportunistic gamers yeah. because you kind of go back and forth off each other, you know. Well, he hasn't really gonna... taken much from me. But, uh, <laughs> well, well, two worlds, two, that's about it. Uh, you, yeah. you played that? 
No, I uh, traded it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just straight up took your I game and traded it in. <laughs> no. no, but I traded in. I paid off Duke Nukem, and then we put $5 down for Old Republic Damn out right. of all that. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, cool. So there's definitely uh, a lot of different ways you can Which do I would this. want to touch on. They haven't talked about how, what if it's going to cost monthly, but uh, MMO RPGs like World of Warcraft... You have to be really into that game. Alright, first of all, if you wanted to pick up and start playing World of Warcraft, you have to buy not only all of them, but you have to pay monthly. Yep. And that, apparently they have some kind of deal on that, where it's only like a hundred and some odd bucks. Then you have to waste six hours of your life installing all of them. Then you gotta waste another four hours to upload it all. Then you gotta pay for the, <laughs> the monthly. Right. But then you, you finally pay. get to start playing. Exactly. <laughs> and then you get to waste your life. So that, that, that to me, like... Those kind of gamers, I think, only play that game, really. Well, John, John it's a, not play, true. John plays it, and he plays a lot of other things. There, yeah, I have a couple other friends that are World of Warcraft gamers, <laughs> and they own every other console, and they play all of it. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I guess a lot of it has to do with your obligations and, like, where you stand, like, you know... Do you own a house? Do you have a car payment? You know, not to get too personal, but all those things are taken into account for a gamer. Right. So. Well, that's that's what I mean, though. Like, like like I said, in this economy or whatnot, if you're paying to play a game that costs almost as much as a game a month or oh, is it a monthly? Yeah, it's, it's a, monthly. a monthly. I don't know how much fee, it is monthly. No, I think it's yeah, 15 it's bucks. like seven dollars. Really? Oh, I thought it was like, like fifteen or something. Yeah, I thought it, it was may even be fifteen. Fifteen is like a used game. Yeah. You know? I mean, yep. if you're every buying month. a used game every single month, that adds up. Yeah. For more of the does. same. And you're yeah, exactly. You're playing more of the same, so it's it's kind of to me. That... John kept trying to get me to play World of Warcraft. I'm like, you want to buy all those games? You want to install it on this computer? Do you want to pay it monthly? No, no, and no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that so that kind of goes back to. You know, we aren't really the collector type, but oh, it kind of beg. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, but you said you have like seven games that never yeah. change, and then that's it. I'm talking about the people that go out and buy. Like, I have a friend of mine that goes out and buys every, like, basically every new game that comes out every week. And he also he buys all the movies. How does he do this? Well, he, he makes job. a lot of money. <laughs> so, but. I was going to say, the guys at my work that have, uh, get really good money, you know what I mean? They have World of Warcraft accounts. They have really sweet computers where they can play Call of Duty on it flawlessly. They can do all that kind of stuff. So I don't think buying games really matters that much. So what about the average gamer? That's what like I mean. Like us, so. that is a collector too. Loves their collection and stuff and likes to collect. You know, that makes it even more hard on them because they can't necessarily go out and buy the new games every week. They have to kind of be like Connor to where they wait to or buy take the games hit. until they're lower. Right. Yeah, right. or they just take a hit on something they really, really wanted to play in the first place. So, just to give you guys an idea of like how I do things, because again, I'm a very opportunistic buyer as well because I take advantage of the deals. So, to give you guys an idea, I got three new games yesterday, mm -hmm. and all of them have been out for less than a week. I paid six dollars and seventy-two cents out of pocket, and those games were Duke Nukem Forever. Alice Madness Returns, and Red Faction Armageddon. And Red Faction Armageddon is the oldest one at a week old. The other two came out yesterday. So, how did I do it? Well... You're a magician. Uh, I, well, <laughs> and yeah. a thief, obviously. <laughs> He's a math magician. <laughs> but, no. So, I always look into the deals. So, Best Buy, for instance, this week, has select games where you buy one, 
get one fifty percent off. Me and Trent went to the midnight launch of Duke Nukem at midnight. GameStop. Oh. At GameStop <laughs> at midnight, as <laughs> Trenton said. Yeah. Trenton's on top of things tonight. Um, but uh, so I went home and I thought about it, and I was like, you know, I really want Alice Madness Returns as well. So I was thinking, well, I've got a little bit of money here and a little bit of money there, and I could trade in this game. I could get it. But I was like, you know, I was kind of thinking about getting Red Faction and Price Match and all this good stuff. Then I was like, okay, here's how I swing this. So Duke Nukem was part of that 50% off deal at Best Buy. Red Faction was too. So I took my copy of Duke Nukem back to GameStop and exchanged it for a copy of Alice Madness. Which the cost the same? Which was exactly the same, even exchanged. I didn't open Duke Nukem the night before because I went home and went to bed. So I did that, and then I took and I traded. So to get Duke Nukem, I traded L.A. Noir, mm-hmm. and I traded uh, something else. I can't remember what other game I traded. It was fairly new. But, but somewhere you had to pay initially. Well, yeah, but I always, like, I pay little bits. I don't really pay large chunks. I hardly, I can't tell you the last time I paid 60 bucks for a new game. I really we'll continue can't. with your stuff. So, what I did was, I took Crisis 2, and I looked at Best Buy's trading value, which is 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. GameStop's was 15 So I took it to Best Buy, and I also took Fallout New Vegas, which I bought during a Blockbuster deal. You ever played used. it? Uh, yes, I have played it. How, um, how far? <laughs> Not very fun. Yeah, <laughs> Opening game. credits. But, <laughs> it was a really cool game. But at the same time, I did a buy one, get one free at Blockbuster. I paid $7.50 for that game. We got $14 in credit at Best Buy for that game. So I turned that into $44 in credit. After, oh, Portal 2 and Mortal Kombat that I sold mm-hmm. previously for 60 bucks to somebody off Craigslist, um, which paid off the rest of Duke Nukem. And gave me twenty nine bucks left over. With that combined, plus the money that I had from selling this is like calculus right now <laughs> on GameStop or Sell on GameTZ, I sold the movie on GameTZ. All in all, after all that, after I got Duke Nukem and Red Faction Armageddon, it came to ninety five dollars. After all that other stuff that I paid with, you know, paying with the sixteen and the twenty nine and the forty four, I had six dollars and seventy two cents. I wound up with three games. I traded four mm-hmm. to get three. New ones. And new ones. Brand new ones that now I can, again, turn into in a couple weeks or maybe even next week when Fear <laughs> 3 comes out, something else. And that's why I do what I do with my games. And that's how I'm an opportunistic one. I use all sorts of avenues. So to give you also another idea, Best Buy running a promotion, me and Connor were talking about this yesterday. If you reserve five games from from Best Buy and you pick up that fifth game, and there's fifteen select titles, what's that? You don't have to reserve. No, you can reserve them. You can reserve them one at a time, however you want. If you're part of the gamer club, as long as you're part of the Best Buy Reward Zone Gamer Club, after you pick up that fifth title out of the fifteen selected titles, you actually get a hundred dollar Reward Zone gift certificate mailed to you. That's sweet. Best Buy's actual trade-in values are in a lot of cases, higher than GameStop, too. So something for you gamers out there that like to get the new stuff and want to get some free money, that's basically them like giving you 20 bucks every time you buy a game. It's like getting every game you bought for 49 dollars Yeah, but uh, I will say this in or, I'm GameStop's, sorry, 39. GameStop's defense that sometimes Best Buy has you, has you jump through hoops and 
holes and valleys and such when GameStop they're like twenty bucks. Yeah, well, but at the same time, Best Buy is making it really easy with things like there's an app on Android or or um, iPhone that you can download the Best Buy Gamers Club app. You can actually take any game and you can scan the barcode on the back, and it's going to tell you automatically what you're going to get in credit for that game. Yeah. Right there on your phone. But, uh, again, uh, it's not that I'm dogging uh, Best Buy. It's just when I went to go reserve uh, Dragon Age 2, I went to Best Buy first. I said, uh, can I reserve games here? Oh, you have to do that online. All right, peace out. I'm going to go to GameStop. <laughs> yep. Well, they don't do that anymore because I think places like Best Buy and another one is Kmart, which we'll talk about in a little bit too, they've noticed that they can actually get a leg up because here's the benefit that Best Buy and Kmart have. Because I was talking to a friend of mine who's a manager of a GameStop here in town, and he said, do you know why they can do those 50, buy one, get one 50% off, or they can give you more trading credit? I said, well, yeah, they sell more stuff. He said, exactly, they sell TVs. And they make more margin off those items than they do video games. What does GameStop sell? Games. Video games. That's it. And they don't make that much margin. Do they make more than Best Buy? Probably, because they're a specialized retailer. Well, they also sell consoles, but yeah, but they don't the, make the kind house. of yeah. margin that Best Buy does when it comes to TVs and stuff, right. which is makes it easier for them to run those deals and take a little bit of a loss. On it gets you in the door. It does. It really does. I mean, I looked at that deal. And I said, okay, here's how I can finagle it. And <laughs> I've been doing it for so long that I just I can look at deals and know like that <laughs> what I can get and where I can get it and uh, how cheap I can get out of it. So, so Trenton, you strictly trade at GameStop. Yeah. Does it ever get old to you the fact that you don't receive as much as maybe you think you should for a game? Not really. Uh, you take more of a hit out of pocket. Right, exactly. But, you know, sometimes I usually wait for those extra percentage deals. Plus, I have that Gamer Zone thing, that Power Ups thing. Power Up Rewards. That yep. also has an additional thing once in a while. 10%. Or yeah. an extra, yeah, 20% whatever. or whatever. Yeah. Or, and then they had the 50% uh, more for trading value games. Yep, and Power Up Rewards members, I think, yeah. died a day early. Yeah, there's yep. stuff like that. So, it's not too bad, but I might start looking into that Best Buy. You know, trade. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get a credit card and start <laughs> throwing down with you or whatever. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, then there's other places out there like the internet, mm -hmm. and Amazon has trade-ins. I've done trade-ins to them before, and sometimes on their new games they give really high credit. There was one time, a couple years ago, where I had a PS3. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which system haven't I owned it like five times? Right. Um, I traded an MLB 10 the show. I have 45 bucks for that game from, from Amazon, oh, yeah. which is pretty high. Yeah. And, you know, as long as you lock it in, you have a week to send it out. So you may not even be done with it, but you can lock in that price in case it drops in the next couple of days, still get that and send it out seven days later, mm. which is pretty cool. But then, again, you have to wait for the credit to purchase the game, and then they got to ship it back. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm not, I'm not too savvy on all that stuff, and I definitely don't trust uh, the Internet. I just yeah. don't trust the internet, even if it's from people like Amazon or uh, home, I don't want to say a homemade place like GameTZ, but... But I know what you mean. Yeah. Yep. But there is a place, but we've talked about it from time I to time. I think it's mainly, I just don't trust place. credit cards, let alone <laughs> giving that number to somebody so I can get something. Yeah. Well, Plus, you're more of like an instant gratification. <coughs> yeah, I have cash, like... and if I, if I have money, 
I can spend that money. If I don't have that money, then I don't spend that money. Yep. Well, and a lot of people are like that now because of the economy yeah. the way it is. They like to know what they have, exactly. and they have to be very selective with where they spend it. So, but there's another place that we talk about from time to time called GameTZ, and it's a community of gamers that like to give each other good deals. So, there's times I can get more money by selling something on there than I can take it to Best Buy or taking it to GameStop. There are also times that I can buy stuff cheaper on there and get really good quality. I've completed over 200 trades on that website, and I love that website. I think it's one of the best websites out there, and I check it every day, probably at least twice, three times a day, because there's just constantly new stuff coming up, and they have almost 100 new members a month. And so the reason I like it is because of the fact that there's also a hot deals forum on there where people just post all these hot deals from all these different places, and you can have games really cheap. You know, a place I never even thought about checking was PlayAsia.com. And yes, they sell the Asian copies of these games, but they're unregion coded. So you can play them on any system, and may, most of the time, almost 100% of the time, they're in English. So they're no, no different than the English release version. Just an idea, WWE All-Stars, still a $60 game in stores, 2080 on PlayAsia, and they charge $3.99 to ship it to you. So there's a lot of good things that GameTZ does that I don't necessarily have to buy from there either. Sometimes I just use it as an avenue to find deals. Mm. So and with something like that, uh, with this economy, do you think there'll be a jump in GameFly or rentals? <clears throat> Go ahead, Connor. Uh, again, I don't have a credit card. Well, I, I know, Second but like, of all, I'm just saying. Uh, that's ten dollars a month for one game. Actually, it's seven ninety nine. Sixteen dollars a month for one game out of the time because I currently subscribe to it. Oh, is it? Sixteen bucks a month. I, I thought there was like a deal. Yeah, going I think they say that they, they do that for the first month. Oh, after I that, it jumps up to sixteen, fifteen ninety five, or sixteen ninety five. How much per game after that? Like, what if you want two games? Two games a month is like twenty four ninety five a month. Good God, it's expensive. No, I mean, expensive. the way I looked at it was. The reason I did it was to actually help somebody out in GameTZ. I got two months free, and I've just been too lazy to cancel it, honestly. <laughs> I, I honestly haven't touched a game I got from Gamefly, and normally I keep them for like a month. I don't even touch them. <laughs> so I'm, I got to cancel it. Yeah. But I can see where you're going with that. Yeah, but, even, but I see more local rentals. Yeah, well, <laughs> even then, local rentals, I, maybe it was just me, but I went in a, uh, to rhymes with Manly... Video <laughs> and uh, I, I family video. Well, oh, I was, no, I was renting games from my left and right like eight bucks. Uh, no, well, it was so. yeah seven dollars. I, well, they I it up. well, because their their window blew out. But anyway, <laughs> uh, not your fault or anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, but anyway, so I was buying, I was renting games left and right. As soon as this game got done, I rented another game. And then some for whatever reason, I rented uh, Fight Night. And uh, this, I never <laughs> I seen her. You told yeah, me exactly. This. I was furious. This one girl said that. Uh, All right, since you haven't spent one hundred and fifty dollars in the store yet, we're gonna need a twenty dollar deposit that you can get back after you bring the game back. And that's <laughs> so I have to pay you twenty seven dollars to rent this game for uh, seven nights. So like, well, you get you twenty dollars back. Five nights. Oh yeah, yeah, my seven. bad, my bad. Yeah, five nights. Yeah, my bad. So I kept it for only like three days because I just wanted something to play while uh, I was waiting on. Uh, Dragon Age. 
And so I go back after three days and I try to get my twenty dollars back and I was in there for like a half hour for her scanning stuff and like it was it was infuriating. Twenty dollars. I don't really rent games anymore. I got a call from that manly video the other day <laughs> <laughs> that offered me uh give me fifty percent or yeah, half off my rentals for the next fourteen days plus a free rental while I go in. Because I hadn't been in three months. Right. So there's definitely pros and cons to places like that, but it's only during those times that they're truly pro. So, I'm sorry, I have belches. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know... I remember there was a time where we were the third most valued customer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, when I lived at home, back when I was growing up, we were like on like the eighth or something yeah. most valued customer. Yeah, on their list, we were on the top ten, and I used to work for Manly Idiot. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... You know, it's funny, John, one point, was like, yeah, I keep your lights on, and I was like, John, you know, we're literally the third most valued customer, <laughs> and you're, like, piss water tenth or something. <laughs> but, you know... You will bow down to the single numbers. <laughs> exactly, pretty much. The other thing about Manly Idiot <laughs> that I like is, uh, you can actually buy games from there. Yeah. And sometimes you can get some really good deals from, from there. Um, I've bought a number of games uh, from there for like 20 bucks. And, uh, yeah, Connor, go blow your nose. You're snorting all over the place. Yeah, I was trying to make it so he just walked up silently. <laughs> well, he, well I'm not, it's I not don't think he's really good. Right, I see how it is. He's still just sitting there staring at you with this blank look of what are you saying to me? Continue on. <laughs> anyway, uh, family video. But, uh, yeah, so family video offers some really good sales sometimes. Uh, back... I don't know, even a couple months ago, they had Splatterhouse for 20 bucks, which was a good deal. At the time, it was still selling for like $44.99 GameStop used. So they have some pros and cons there, too. Um, but the other place I was going to mention is uh, CheapAssGamer.com. Great website and one that uh, has millions of members. Um, Kmart Gamer, actually, uh, their leader, Josh Dean... Mm-hmm actually decided to use Cheap Ass Gamer as his main way to uh, articulate the sales that they have or specials that they have um, on Cheap Ass Gamer. And uh, they have some pretty awesome deals at Kmart, too. They give $20 um, gaming coupons out with certain games, like Duke Nukem had a $20 gaming coupon. Alice Madness had 15 um, and then they have really good sales that you actually can't find on the internet anywhere else. You can't find it in their ad or anything like that because they don't want other places to price match. Um, from time to time they do have sales in there, in their ad, but, uh, most of them are, you know, across cheap ass gamer. So definitely check that out too. If you're not a member, it's free. Um, join cheap ass gamer and, uh, and look at Kmart Gamer. If something doesn't go right when you go to Kmart, mm-hmm. there's ways to contact Josh on the website, and he does a phenomenal job of answering you right back and getting it fixed. He will call the store. He will cuss out the manager until <laughs> you get what you need. Yeah. But, no, he actually does – I mean, he really makes it right. If they didn't issue your $20 gaming coupon you were supposed to get, he'll send you a $20 gift card in the mail. You know, he, he does whatever it takes to keep you coming back to Kmart. So that's another place that you can check to get games at good sales and good prices. So well, I don't want to say it's kind of sad that they need someone like that, but it's also kind of sweet that they have somebody like that. Yeah, I mean, that's all he focuses on is games right. and the sale of games and focuses on bringing more people into Kmart to buy them. 
Um, they do a lot of deals from time to time where you buy it, uh, like a new game. You get $20, not too long ago, they did one where you bought, I want to say it was Portal 2. And then you could actually buy Mortal Kombat as well. Get $20 gaming coupon for each, plus get a 4,000 point card for each for 20 bucks mm. as well. So, I mean, you get, like, these package deals, too, where you just, like, you save insanely amount, uh, insanely large amounts of money. Mm-hmm. So, Aaron, I was going to ask you a question. Have you ever uh, sold off a game, then you're playing a different game, and you're like, wow, I wish I wouldn't have sold that off because I really want to play it right now? Yep, definitely. And in those instances are where I really hope I got that call from Manly Idio <laughs> to uh, get the 50% off so I can go run it. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? Games nowadays... Drop in price pretty fast, unless they're really popular. So, nine times out of ten, again, why I also trade games so fast, because they lose their value. I can buy it again in three months for half the price. So, that's kind of the way I look at it, too. And there are times where I go through periods where I have a bunch of older games, but I like to try and keep some newer ones so I can get the value. Right. Um, but, I mean, like, Trenton, like you, you just got rid of your Naughty Bear and uh, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Um, were you almost disappointed you got those when you did because of the fact that when you traded them, your credit was kind of low? No, not really, because I knew going in, like, I paid seventeen ninety nine, I believe, for Final Fantasy. Oh, I didn't pay a dime for those games. I right, because you traded. Because I traded them in, but uh, I think I ended up paying, like, five bucks because uh, Crisis 2... I got was forty seven ninety nine. Right. And these are all used games, so I got ten percent off all of them with my power ups learned. But uh, yeah, the Naughty Bear was like twelve. Final Fantasy was seventeen, whatever. So I got pretty much what I paid for them when I traded them back in with that fifty percent. Okay. So okay. I, I really wasn't that disappointed, and I was able to pay off Duke Nukem and kind of was able to put five dollars down on Old Republic. So I was satisfied, you know, that it worked out that way. I mean, had it not, I I guess. And you got a penny back. I did. I have a penny. You got a penny. Nice. Um, So, you know, I mean, we just kind of wanted to talk about this today because we we talk about the fact that almost every week we're playing what came out. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so we kind of want to give, yeah, we kind of want to give you guys an idea of maybe if you aren't the most savvy shopper, you don't really look through the ads. Like me. um, Know that, know things like Best Buy, for instance, they will price match even gift card deals. And you can actually get them to take, like, if Toys R Us is offering a $15 gift card with Duke Nukem, you can get them to take $15 off the price of Duke Nukem for you. And you don't even have to take that gift card. That's just money back in your pocket. That's cool. Um, So there's a lot of things like that that you guys may not know about that, you know, especially me, because I look into that and I buy, you know, games from so many different places. I'm always looking for good deals and ways to save money. Um, and then even like Trenton, you know, using the 50% off or the 50% bonus credit, um, you know, I mean, things like just got word yesterday that, uh, starting, I think tomorrow, uh, GameStop's doing their buy two, get one free sale on used games. Oh yeah. So, you know, things like that to look for, um, that you can really wind up saving yourself a lot of money and getting good games for, and you can play the most recent stuff again. For Mortal Kombat, I paid a dollar forty nine out of pocket. This week, for three games, I paid six bucks, um, and they're some of the newest games on the market today. I'll mm-hmm. probably turn that into in a, a week or two, 
some new games. Who knows? You know. So um, plus with the games I traded in, uh, I was able also to pay off uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D uh, mm -hmm. that comes out Sunday too. So I'll be playing that. Yeah. Give you guys a report on that yeah, next week, hopefully. Maybe. Unless it's still in that shiny packaging. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I kind of realized I think I have kind of a mochi. I, I mooch up, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mooch up trans rewards on points to give him points, uh, you know, for both GameStop sure. and Best Buy. And uh, John always gets games and doesn't play him because he's wacko. So I borrow them from him for like a month and play them, <laughs> like, Fallout was pretty much my game for a while, then I got bored of it and gave it back to him. I thought you were going to say you f he forgot that he lent it to you and you traded it. <laughs> I think he did at one point. <laughs> Can I borrow that Fallout from you that you own? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. Paid a lot of money for this. <laughs> but, you know, I mean... But then, yeah, I steal Trenton's games. Like, yeah, you steal Trenton's games all the time. <laughs> Last but he night. buys them before <laughs> I could even get the chance to, so I'm like, he's probably going to steal this uh, Skyrim from me when I'm not here. Yes. Yeah, he yes, will. <laughs> yes, yes, I will. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's definitely the benefit of having more than one gamer in the house. Because right. you guys can share the games back and forth. But... We just What's got the, Jay up and running on uh, Xbox Live. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, Very nice. Yep. So now him and Connor are fighting over Call of Duty because I have mine on the hard drive. Yeah. Well, oh, it's my right. Call of Duty. It is your Call of Duty. So you just bought it off Xbox? Mm -hmm. Oh. I downloaded it onto the hard drive because when we had that uh, COD party up here, like, uh, what, a month ago? Yeah, we only had yeah, one we, copy. We only had, like, one copy and people had to go get theirs. So I downloaded one. So everybody could play on all the different screens we had. So. I had a 52-inch or whatever. I had my 42-inch. It is a 42-inch. <laughs> I know, Connor. 12-inch. Well, that guy was tripping balls, and he couldn't yeah. figure out what life was about. Yeah. Guys, so. Some crazy shit goes on over here for some reason. <laughs> but anyway, so it, <laughs> to sum all that up, uh, you know, we just want to give you guys an idea of how to get games cheaper um, and actually survive in this gamer economy. Um, when maybe times are kind of rough for you, um, and you can, you know, it may cost you a little bit out of pocket initially, but you can turn those games into, uh, really good deals down the line, just like I've done. Just check your ads, and if you don't, you know, want to go to all the different websites, join Cheap Ass Gamer, because everybody's posting the deals from all the major chains on there every week. Um, and you can even go to GameTZ, I always post Kmart stuff, I always transfer it over. Um, and then, um, <laughs> oh, uh, shut my lid. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's why we do this. That's why we, uh, titled this Gamer Economy. And, uh, so check out your ads, check out Cheap Ass Gamer, GameTZ, Amazon, Best Buy's trade-ins. Uh, also check out their, uh, price match guarantee of, uh, getting that gift card off. And, Is uh, there really no stuff, other so. gamer place other than GameStop? You know what I mean? Not like, really. Before GameStop, there was Babbage's. Yeah. Yeah, but they're all owned by the same company. No, yeah. I know, I know, but like, there's like no. Just like EB. Unless it's a local store. Like that Funko Land. Right. Yeah, yeah. It used to be a chain, but yeah, they, not really. They're pretty much a monopoly. EB Games, GameStop, and Babbage's. EB are Games. All, that's what I was looking for. They're all owned by the same company, so they're all umbrellaed under GameStop anyway. So. Yeah. Wow. Um, but they're yeah. They're not gonna kill them. Hey, hey. So, uh, guys, don't pay a lot of money out. Don't be a counter. Yeah, don't be a counter. <laughs> don't waste your money. Or if you're going to be a counter, wait until the game drops. So. Exactly, like me. That's the main screen, guys. Yeah. We'll We're be right back the with news. the news. Yeah. We'll be right back with the news. <laughs>
Alright guys, we are back here with the news uh, for the week. We've got four uh, topics for you. And uh, two pretend, pertain to Nintendo, two pertain to Xbox. So uh, Trenton, the first question I have for you is this week, Nintendo kind of said, hey at E3 we screwed up. Mm -hmm. We didn't actually show that uh, the system actually existed. Yeah. We basically made it think that uh, this was just strictly a new controller for the Wii. What do you think? Did Nintendo screw up? Yes, because initially, once I saw a couple reports from the floor of E3... I got a text from you. <laughs> you did, and I was like, so it's just a new controller? And I didn't realize until later when they showed a picture in the background. because like, they, very minute. Right, exactly. In the foreground is the big controller, and they were pushing that a lot. And then you see in the background, it's like, well, wait. That's not the Wii. That's a uh, that kind of looks like the Xbox with a slit and like a little door. Basically, looks like the Wii rounded. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you mean the PS3? Wii. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. all he has for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, if it bows out rather than in, it'd be. The it, no, 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 no. It has those those. Yeah, it's kind of curved. Yeah, curved. It, it looks kind of like mm -hmm. curved like the Xbox. Oh, so, okay. so yeah, I was like, so it's just a new controller. I was like, that blows. How's that gonna? push out more graphics and yeah. this was some crazy update. And then all of a sudden in the background you see a little tiny dust speck on like, the screen that's... Like, is that? Oh, that's there you actually, go. Oh, man. No, I'm sorry. Cut it! No. no just uh, but yeah, so I didn't even notice that it was a console until I finally seen the console and I was like, oh. I was like, I, I guess that makes sense or whatever. So if you want to see a picture, Nintendo did release some pictures of the actual console so you can actually see it and see it a little more I up think close. That's so they believe it. So you actually believe that it's more than just a controller. That's why I so. think that was funny. Like, no, they don't want to see the cows or anything. Just show them the, just show them the controller. Don't trust us. We're Nintendo. Exactly. When, right? they, when we show see you guys controller. playing Wii games at E3 yeah. on the freaking thing in the video. So Wait, like, what's uh, that? You guys want to see the console? Oh, here we are. Get on building that. Uh, exactly. Screwed up. Rough sketch. Exactly. <laughs> Take the Xbox, paint it white, and we'll call it good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, there it's already white. So, uh, so that was the first <laughs> segment for the news. Uh, Nintendo did screw up. We all agree. Uh, they should have shown more of the console at uh, E3 and maybe given us... That's why they lost in my... I'm just kidding. All right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, on to the real loser of E3, Microsoft. No, burn. <laughs> burn. Um, they uh, actually I'm announced uh, that Windows 8 will be coming out soon. And we should see it actually, I believe, before the end of the year. And they are actually going to release an update for Xbox, so the two run simultaneously together. There's a lot of integration like there is with the Windows Phone. Uh, so all the platforms are going to use the squares and everything. Connor, are you a little PO'd that your Xbox is going to have a bunch of squares on it? I don't know. I just, I'm a little PO'd that, well, if I have a computer with the Windows 8, is that going to run? You said it runs simultaneously. I don't understand. It, they integrate together, so like so if I have a there's computer, there's I things can... that you can do on your computer without having to go onto the internet now to your Xbox, and they'll link together. So like the Windows Extender that they have right now for Xbox, you're gonna have a lot more integration between that more than just transferring videos. I think that'd be kind of cool to see something new. You know, I think the one drawback to it is is. We just got Windows Seven. Mm. No, no, six. I was gonna say that, yeah, too. I mean, it's already you can't you can, for the lowest price, it's like a hundred and yeah, plus. it's expensive to upgrade. Exactly, especially if you want the premium deluxe two thousand <laughs> edition. Yeah, exactly. So it's but, almost as much as that Kirby. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, 
there's already little squares on your window. They got little windows in the file form, so well, is it really that much of a difference? Well, like the actual screen, your desktop is going to look like my Windows phone. Ah, it's yeah, going to have little squares of I think that's going to be kind of cool to see. It's something new. It'll make it more accessible, and it'll make Xbox maybe basically what it is now, because that's... They're yeah. just going to add it to where the it looks more The squares go like to the, the right, but now the squares are going to go to the uh, they're gonna the be, bottom. Well, they're going to be like eight across your screen one time, and then you're going to go to a different screen. There's probably going to be a list, just like the Windows Phone. And they're going to integrate the Connect, so you can go like Oh, that. sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but are pushing the hell out of that Connect. is really pushing uh, a harmony between all their working units. So I can already play games on my phone and earn Xbox Live points. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to do things with PC, to where if you're playing a PC version of a game, you get that stuff too. So, lots of new stuff coming from Microsoft. Especially the E3 next year, they're going to announce their system. Oh, wait, 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 wait. you're wait. going too far in the well, news. we're talking about Just it. hold your no, horses, No, that's another mister. segment. That we're anyway, on. again, what? why this podcast sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? We're talking the about... The next okay, news. Okay, fine. <laughs> Let's go back to Nintendo, then we'll go back to yes, Microsoft. Yes, we're going back that to Microsoft. That makes so like much sense. Every freaking week. <laughs> Anyway, on to the next news segment. Oh, you um, makes no sense. <laughs> I'm just going to shut my trap. <laughs> so, uh, on to the next news segment. Um, what the hell was the next news <laughs> segment? It was about Nintendo. Yeah. The controller. Why can't oh, we right. stay on one okay, topic? So, the hell out Connor, of me. you just screw everything <laughs> up. No. Um, so, Nintendo this week also said that they may only be allowing one controller per Wii U console as far as that big mamma jamma with the screen. So the question is now, how do two players play split screen if the Wii controller is the only compatible thing? And can you play those hardcore games now? And who gets screen? the advantage? Yeah. yeah I, I think if they do it that way, that's a big mistake. To I mean, I know... Because we were talking about cost of the controller, and maybe that's what it is. It's, that it's could like, be why. You guys like, may be right. Yeah, the, yeah the you're cost. welcome. <laughs> yeah, but, thank you. <laughs> I've been edumacated. Exactly. But, yeah, I think that would be for the best to have two of those controllers if you're going to play multiplayer with two people. Yep. Uh, I know they're going for the hardcore, and, you know, most of the hardcore is online. Or so maybe player. that's what they're going for. In, in Nintendo's defense, there are not too many games released today that are actually still split-screen games. Right. You can't really play very many. On top of that, there is also, um, like you guys said, Drive Towards Online, and the fact that Nintendo has also said, or some developers have said that Nintendo is going to an Xbox-style uh, account system, so you're going to be able to make up your gamer tag and everything. Um, so the, I think the push is to get away from the split-screen. Mm -hmm. and, and also... You have to question, if you have two people sitting in the same room playing on those in individual screens, how much of a hit does the system take? Because it's trying to push graphics to two screens now on the controller. Well, when let's take it back to Halo. When I was playing Halo, and I was always playing with someone else, then when I played one player, there's a whole lot of other stuff. Like, uh, you could see the outside of his mask. Mm -hmm. it, it was like kind of over overwhelming to have the whole screen to myself. But, again, I was used to playing with other people, and yeah. it, it did dull down the graphics. But if they're still trying to push out those graphics... 
But they're also saying that this new system is going to be at least 50% more powerful than PlayStation. Yep. Which is a pretty powerful machine. So. It is. It is. But I think they're also going to try to weather the storm of next wave systems from Xbox and PlayStation with the Wii U mm -hmm. and not release another system to compete. This is their competitor. They are the first out of the gate for the next gen. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason that they have to make it 50% more powerful and can't dedicate all that graphics power to go to two screens. It's only going to go at one. So stay tuned for more from Nintendo on that one. I will definitely bring you news on anything we hear. Um, our last news topic. Uh, uh, well, so flip flop back. So <laughs> that makes so much sense. We're talking go. about the controller, then Xbox, and back to the controller, now back to Xbox. Okay, it makes sense. <laughs> <really good. laughs> so anyway, I understand it completely. Uh, so on the last topic for Connor, <laughs> interrupted um, and started spoiling out or spoiling. Connor, just tell them the topic already. <laughs> oh, and now it's time for Connor. So anyway, yeah, Xbox. Uh, New, Microsoft's new Xbox has come uh, has been released by confirmed by, confirmed by Crytek UK, which is the creators of um, Crisis, uh, the same company that brought you Crisis. They have not only confirmed that Time Splitters Four, which everybody's been waiting for years to play, kind of like Duke Nukem, <laughs> um, is being developed for the new Xbox, and they have said that there is a better than eighty five percent chance. We will see the new Xbox at next year's E3. So, one question is, are you excited? Yes. And number two is, did Nintendo jump the gun with the Wii U this year? Because now next year when Microsoft brings it, Nintendo's going to look foolish. Maybe. I don't think so, because if, again, Microsoft's such a hard hitter, if they release two consoles at the same time, I think uh, Microsoft may overstep them and uh, people will overlook Nintendo. Well, and that's why I'm saying maybe Nintendo jumped the gun a little bit. No, but I don't think so. Maybe they were playing it safe. Maybe they were letting people, hey, we have this, uh, everything's working or whatever, and we're going to work on it some more uh, because it hasn't been, the, the release date has been announced yet. Yeah, that's so, a good point. Uh, depends on when Microsoft, they may not drop the same time. Yeah, they so. may do the same thing that Nintendo does to where we probably won't see the Wii U until close to E3 next year. Microsoft might just say, hey, we've got a new console just like exactly. Wii U and not drop it until the following year. But at the same time, we've already been confirmed that PlayStation has the place PS4 and works. And on top of that, Xbox has already, well, developers have denied it, but of course they're going to, that they have the development kits already for the new Xbox. I wouldn't be surprised if we see... The Wii U released in May, and the Xbox released at Christmas next year. It's always kind of depressing when a new system comes out. It's all exciting, but then you spend so much time and money into the other. That's ones. where my money goes. Right. <laughs> it's not to the games. It's to the new systems. Right. Well, no, but then everything in those systems. Yep. yep. Downloadable content, all the games, all your memory. Everything you lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, I wonder how that's going to uh, transfer. And especially in this gamer economy. Exactly. How will they be embraced? Will people, if we have this perfect storm that everybody's talking about as far as the economy, people will even be able to afford these things? All right, exactly. We may see more dedication to the older system still because people just can't afford it, much like the PS3 endured during its first few months yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how much uh, Xbox new system is going to be. Uh, 
later down the road, newer technology. Even the Wii U? We haven't even yeah. seen a price on that. So, um, it has been uh, said by Crytek UK that Microsoft's new system should be unveiled by the latest E3 next year. So that does almost confirm, even though EA denied it, they probably do have the development kits and are developing stuff for this. So, um, guys, they need that, launch titles. What? They need launch titles. They all need launch titles. Mm-hmm. So, uh, guys, that is it for the news. Uh, we are going on to Extra Labs. Ladies and gentlemen, you have earned yourself an extra life. Alright, and this uh, little extra tidbit for you here will be uh, just spouting off some crazy stuff uh, for my end of it. Uh, Rage, the game from Bethesda, has been pushed back to October, much to my rage. You're welcome for that. (laughs) Up top! And then uh, Aaron, you had something also to say. Uh, I'll let Connor go. Alright. Uh, Skyrim. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> exactly. What do you expect me to say? I mean, I can't wait for Rage. I can't wait for Skyrim. can't wait to play Knights of the Old Republic. There's a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to. Old Republic to. or Knights of the Old Republic? Knights of the Old Republic and the Old Republic. Nah, all three. Exactly. Why didn't I... At E3, I thought they were going to release... Something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, nothing. Nothing. Aaron. So there's been a lot of bad press on Duke Nukem Forever. Um, IGN gave it a 5.5. One up, I just read the review, gave it an F. (gasps) The thing that I have a problem with is the fact that these outlets, I feel like, are writing these columns based upon new gamers. They don't take into account that Duke Nukem is based on the old style of game. It's Duke how you knew Duke before, so why change him? You're getting what you should want if you're a Duke Nukem fan with Duke Nukem Forever. There is glitches, there is problems, but there's a lot of great things to love about Duke Nukem Forever. So, to all you outlets out there that are giving it bad press and bad reviews, think of it from a nostalgic standpoint and give Duke the respect he deserves because... It's all about the dude. That's right. He has taken the throne. That's right. And you better like it. Exactly. We all enjoy it. I mean... It's the essence of a game, and I like games. And if you don't, then quit playing them. Exactly. Exactly. So you know what, guys? That is all we have. It's our shortest and most messed up podcast (laughs) we've ever released. So Four hours deep. Exactly. (laughs) We've brought you an hour and 20 minutes worth of content in four hours (laughs) of time. You are welcome. I am Aaron. This is Trent. That is Connor. And we are the Dual Sticks. Game over.